Welcome to Aquarian Anarchy, everybody. We are live. We are back at you. Let me hit our little banner here real quick. I see Daryl's already in the chat. We we're ready to go. Let's go, everybody. It is Yo, just me, good? Nico, and Marcus tonight. How y'all doing, gentlemen? Marcus, you didn't uh, unmute your mic. God damn I know, because I'm like that. <laughs> <laughs> Liking the onk, man, and the shirt. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Nico's uh, rocking it. Uh, and- I'm about to go a black nationalist in this. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's go. I want to see all it. Right. I want to see it. Let's bring it on. Um, all right, so check it out. I want, I want to, I want to take this real quick moment. You know, we do this every show, but this is a special occasion. Okay, we have the like, the share, and the subscribe buttons as usual. But I want to send a special thank you to all of our patrons because if you can see. In the little bottom left corner of uh, of the screen, there, our man Nico has a new microphone. Thanks to our patrons, so we want to thank everybody for contributing to the show. If you aren't already, go go to the uh, the patron. Um, all the links are in the description. You can go there and check it out. Yes, Nico's showing the love, and uh, also don't forget hit that like button, hit the share button, two shares to speed the spread of this podcast. We, we're trying to spread the love everywhere so that we can stop fucking having these murderous wars of the state. And with that, Marcus, launch us into what will be a, a tirade against mass murder on an organized scale. Fuck the state. <laughs> Let's go. Fuck war. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. The first thing that, straight, that, that ha- has come to mind is uh, I wanted to talk about this particular subject because we have the new bomber in chief in charge. Mm -hmm. And as is predictable, every fucking time one of these morons comes to power, they start bombing the shit out of brown people. And let's be clear, it is generally brown people. They don't Mm -hmm. attack Nordic white people most of the time. No, they attack people in the Middle East, in Africa, or they might get jiggy and bomb the hell out of some people in Asia. But they almost never come after the white people. Not that I think that they should come after the white people. They just don't. And at the end of the fucking day, too many people don't like to hear war is murder. It is nothing less. Um, One of my favorite, and this uh, this is a paraphrase I'm going to use, but one of my favorite things that Voltaire said was that basically murder is wrong unless you line up a bunch of people in lines and you have a whole bunch of them and you do it to the sound of trumpets, then it's Mm -hmm. okay. Then it's, it's, you know, all of those keywords that our anarchs have been talking about because they've known we're going to do this on war uh, all week. You know, maybe we're defending your freedoms or maybe, and at this point, what fucking freedoms do we have? We don't barely have the freedom to bitch. So what the hell are they defending? No, my, what, free, what, my freedoms are in Iran. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Right, my freedoms are in Syria. Yeah. And, and not only did the United <clears throat> States attack Syria in the last couple of weeks, Israel attacked Syria. Yet you you might, if you, you are going down your Yahoo uh, news stuff, you might mm-hmm. get one. Now, it, it's stuck in between something that some Kardashian did and some other bullshit indoctrinated story that they've come up with, but they might mention it and they're just going to barely mention it. They're going to tell you how good it was that we bombed the living shit out of people for no goddamn reason. 
There is nothing more to war than expanding a state's power. That's all it is. And one of the things that Thomas Paine said about war is that war is not, uh, the taxes are not raised to uh, fund war. War is raised to fund taxes. And that is a fact. They are just expanding their control, their money sources. It is nothing more than a game. And all of the other patriotic nonsense that they tell you that war is, is nothing more than convincing you to murder innocent women and children because that's what they're doing. They're murdering innocent women and children. Generally, the people that start these stupid things never get hurt. Sure, you might have somebody like Saddam Hussein, and that's the argument they'll use. Well, we, would you rather Saddam Hussein be in power? No, I would rather no one be in power. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, just in case, just in case this stuff is a little too, uh, too out there for you and everything, that is why we are also simulcasting. While we're on YouTube, we are also on Libre TV because at some point, when you talk enough shit about this kind of stuff, uh, YouTube comes for your head, and we are we're kind of expecting that, and that's why. Shout out to Saul for uh, for putting together Libre TV, great platform. We are broadcasting on YouTube and Libre TV. I have this tendency to say there, but like it's here, like we are here on Libre TV. Shout outs to everybody who uh, watches us on Libre TV. And, um, you know, I just, you know, the, the, I, I had a, I hesitated for a second for just a split second before I said, fuck the state on Twitter. And I said, or, you know, I don't, I don't even remember what I said, but it was, I, I, I had to, I had to do it. I was, I, it was a, uh, it was a moment where I was like, I, I don't know that this is going to be received well by the, uh, by the Twitterverse. And, it, you, it's it's crazy that they've planted those little uh, mind worms in us that we think about this stuff. We, that's part of, if you think about it, people use this term, this chilling effect. Um, that kind of helped me to understand what what they're talking about when they say that. I don't like, it's a cliched term. But when, when we're actually thinking about like how we have to say something instead of just telling the truth. I saw something today where they said they have uh, in Australia, they're talking about like, taking stripping doctors and uh and nurses of their licenses and their ability to to practice and everything in Australia if they say anything against the stuff that you're not supposed to say anything against <laughs> and, I, and my, my response was but what if what they're saying is true like because we, we've already had this happen where like the the HCQ stuff went through and that got a bunch of people banned and then they come out and they're like oh yeah you know what it was like yeah, we fucking told y'all that was sh that shit was. Wait, anyway, where did you where did you read this on? Where did you? Uh, there's, a, there's a Telegram group that I'm in that um that updates stuff on that all the time, and it, it started off when, at the very beginning of this stuff. This time last year, this group was very propaganda ish, and it's kind of tilted slowly <laughs> to be a little bit more. It's still very heavy on the propaganda side, but it's at least tilted towards some level of balance, and there are enough people on there who are like bringing counter arguments and stuff like that. But when I saw that story, it's like, they're literally talking about like punishing people, punishing doctors and nurses. If they dare say anything bad about getting that jab. And that's, that's the kind of thing. In our news. 
they don't put that in our news at oh, all. Oh, about about that stuff? Yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah, you have to. They, they that's why. Have. That's why. I, that's why I started. My, Twitter became my news source a long time ago, not because everything on Twitter is true, but mm -hmm. you get articles, you get links to articles that you don't get anywhere else. You get stories covered. If you follow the right people, and I follow people I disagree with, I follow people I agree with. That's the kind of stuff I go back to, like the uh, the first Iraq War, you know. And there's all this stuff, all this propaganda about babies being thrown out of incubators and all this kind of stuff. And and, and it's like, oh my God, Saddam Hussein's a murderer. It's the same stuff like what they were talking about with Dr. Seuss, where they started to make if you didn't want to go to war over there, you were like a Nazi sympathizer, right? And and it, it just became this whole this whole thing that they, there's always this little mental game, this trick that they have to play to get people to say. And that I even had to thanks to Adam for for uh, kind of breaking me of this habit. I had to break myself of the habit of saying we when we talk about war, because it ain't me. It's not we. It's them. It's those motherfuckers, and they're sending. Uh, my friends and family members over to to risk their lives and and potentially die for for some bullshit. Most of the time, it's it's they're they're going over there for oil oil companies, bankers, and all these other uh, mega corporations, and the the government trying to expand its empire. So, so Nico, tell us what you think about war. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, war is a very controversial topic. And it should be uh, something viewed a lot more and viewed at a lot more as sick because, you know, we have these things that make war seem so little, such as like, I remember as a kid, I had like Modern Warfare 2 mm -hmm. and like, I was just going crazy, just going nuts. Pops. I was going crazy. And um <laughs> I was like, hmm, this shit don't seem that bad. And, you know, you get psychologically trained to it and to thinking, or oh, it's not that bad, or, you know, it's uh, it's not impossible to do these certain things. And then you don't think of it at the aspect. You really don't think outside of yourself after, like, you've been playing in, like, in that game and in that mindset for so long. So where I'm going to is, is that I always thought war wasn't that big of an issue um like uh when i say that how do i write this because i want to say war is a terrible issue but um mm -hmm. because it is but yeah you know i didn't think of it as shit you know as a kid and me growing up and me really understanding the horrors of war and going behind it and what is just fought for it's so aggravating it's disgusting mm -hmm. um and hearing about how joe biden dropped some bombs and i was like uh so nobody gonna cover this at all right. <laughs> nobody covers this at all and i'm i'm like and hotep daryl war is a necessary evil i do agree with that in a sense <laughs> of well, yeah, I think he's he's say he's he's using it in quotes like that's the that's what they'll say. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it's war is not necessary, but when you have something that is invading you, you have every right to defend yourself. Therefore, but that's not war. Let me let me let me throw down well, a definition. Break it, down, break it down, please do. Because a lot that's what happens in these kinds of conversations. A lot mm -hmm. is conflict 
is um, made into war. Conflict and war are two totally different things. If you and I, uh, Nico, we're out partying or whatever, and you and I both get drunk and you say something I don't like and it pisses me off. And in the moment I throw a, a punch and then you beat my old ass up. <laughs> None of that was war. Not one bit of it. Um, because one war is not between individuals. Wars is war is between a state and another state. When we attack terrorists in the middle of the desert, that's not war. That is a warlike action, but it's not war. War is between states. It is when one state decides to conquer another state. And so, and, and we're not talking about states as in like Illinois, we're talking about states as in governments. And so first of all, it's that. It is not just violence. It isn't when, for instance, it was not an act of war, uh, and this, I believe, is Murray Rothbard, when Japan attacked the United States in World War II, that was an act of war. When the United States attacked Japan back, that is not an act of war, because defense is and, and keeping your own personal uh, borders, if you will, protected right. is right. not war. Now, when we decided, and I, when I said we, you're right, Chad, I <laughs> fucked up. When they decided to go and attack Japan and start taking land like Guam and so on and so forth, when they started taking land, that was an act of war. You can put, look at it in this way. And again, I believe that my source is Murray Rothbard, Ethics of Liberty. If you, uh, if someone breaks into my house, that is, and it, it, using the, the analogy, this would be a state attacking another state. If they come into your house and they try to steal your shit and they try to hurt you and hurt your family and maybe kill your dog, it sounded like a cop suddenly. But um, if they're. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with it. Right, like right. But if they do that, and you defend yourself, whether with a firearm, with a baseball bat, or you just beat right. their ass, whatever the issue is, that is not an act of war. It also would not be a war act of war if you tracked that son of a bitch down, he got out of your house and ran out the door, ran back to his house. Ain't nothing warlike about that to go track his ass down and beat his ass I don't care if it's in the middle of his living room. Now you start attacking his dog, his family, mm. or tearing up his house intentionally. Now we're talking about war. Mm -hmm. And what gets muddied about this is that they they glorify, and, and, and to some degree, they should glorify the warrior mentality. Maj, as a perfect example, has a warrior mentality. Mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong right. with with being willing to fight what you believe in. Nothing wrong with that. I'm anti-war and I'm very non-violent. Non but when you're acting in defense, and you're, you should act with all of your, your powers. But when you start collectivizing what the profits of that war are, you have become a government and only governments are capable of war. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it ends up being this. Uh, so you, you're the distinction is there's there's like alertness and vigilance <clears throat> and having like that preparedness to defend yourself. And then where it where it starts to transition is when 
instead of it just being a justice-based um, defense or a um, either neutralizing a threat or something like that, like like what Marcus was talking about, where someone tries to break into your house, where it transitions is when it becomes purely retaliatory and it becomes a uh, it's the sort of shit that happens where um, you where you see two kids and they're fighting over a toy or they're playing something and, and they're, they're just kind of goofing around and then somebody gets, you know, catches an elbow or something like that. Then that kid, it, it was an accident, but it was in the heat of this little tussle or whatever. Then somebody throws a punch. Then the next one throws a punch. Then the guy, then, then he takes his phone and throws his phone on the ground and smashes his phone and everything. Now you're getting it into being some shit. Like, it's like, wait, 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 this is not, this is completely become out of proportion and when you start to do what, what Marcus was talking about, where you go to the other guy's house and then you start doing shit to his family, to his kids, destroying his home and all that stuff, then it, it becomes more. And that's where the, like this this turf war shit comes from in uh, in a lot of the it started with the old organized crime. And you see it now as it's pr- progressed with uh, a lot of the drug trade and all that kind of stuff. Um whether it's the, the cartels or even just the little, you know, street corner where it's like, this is my, this is my block. Your block is over there. Stay the fuck off my block. Um, that kind of shit. You, you, you have, you have a legitimate um, right to defend yourself and to, to, to defend your property, even, you know, using deadly force. If, you know, when you, when you feel like you're, you're legitimately threatened, what you don't have the right to do is to go and tear somebody else's shit up just because they made you mad. And that's what ends up happening. And then where they take it a step further is now they've gotten us because they've got us brainwashed into thinking that retaliation equals justice. Now they've, they've created these, these other events that we can go retaliate for, (laughs) or they've used an event that actually naturally occurs that they didn't create as an excuse to go over and retaliate when the retaliation is really just a consolidation of resources. And it's sure. not even, it's not even to, like we went to fucking, we went to Afghanistan, like the, 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 that, that, that um, there's two odd numbers that are close together um, right around the number 10. Um, <laughs> when that happened, um, it was, it was, a bunch of Saudi Arabians. it was a bunch of Saudi Arabians, it was a bunch of Saudi Arabians, not one Iraqi. Mm-hmm. We go to Afghanistan and Iraq and we've been there ever since. And to, right. to, to that point, I have to say like, there's money. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's it. And Where's you go money? back. That's so much. Biggest, that's one of their biggest fuelers. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, we always say. Go follow the money. Or have you, if you guys seen the movie War Dogs? I haven't. War yeah, Dogs I have. I've seen it. Uh, it's a That's great one with, is that the one with Nicolas Cage or with uh, or with no, uh, John Cusack? Um, oh, the one with Nicolas Cage. I know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, but where he's where selling he's, AKs uh, and stuff. And yeah, that one. And then also uh, the one with Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill and. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. So okay. It just goes into detail how these two guys are able to just like fly in somewhere, sell somebody some guns and fly out, make their mm-hmm. bank, and they're inciting a war. They do that all the time. And mm-hmm. just like how you said it goes back to uh how gangs have their street corners or you go back um 
it's all incited it's all planted there it's all given there so they just be like okay you know that the cat with the uh glass they'll be like that's what they do that's all what they do and it's mm-hmm. like they 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 get you caught over here just like uh what was happening when we were oh no oof, see damn fuck. <laughs> it's hard it's all right no it's hard they, they have conditioned us well that's all that is and i'm going to get into some what, more of the conditioning in a minute what was going on when america <laughs> bomb Syria. What did they project in front of the American people? What was their their uh their uh wizard of eyes? Oh, Sorry. uh there were American so so there was an occupation going on and the people who live in the occupied place were apparently shooting at the at the occupation and they were like, "Hey, you can't shoot at us. We're okay. going to bomb your ass some more." <laughs> it's like like, back to marcus's point with like the neighbor thing you know your neighbor comes over and he's shitting in your yard and and everything and you come out there and you you start like spraying the water hose at him to make him go away so he'll stop shitting in your yard like you catch him in the act shitting in your yard and you're like get the fuck out of my yard why are you here and why are you shitting in my yard and so then he comes back and shoots your dog to to retaliate like you shouldn't have sprayed me with that hose like you were in my fucking yard shitting and we are certainly in Syria's yard shitting. Just exactly. exactly. So, shot, so shot, I want to, I want to talk because when Nico, when Nico kind of caught himself there saying we, um, it reminded me of because this is this kind of hit home for me when we were leading up to this episode. My daughter's birthday is in two weeks. Okay, two weeks from tomorrow. Happy birthday, daughter! Yeah, yeah. When when she was when she was, you know, in utero um, and begging to come out, we had kind of like a, a, a false alarm and it just happened to coincide. It was roughly a week early and it just happened to coincide with uh, the shock and awe campaign. She was born in, in 03. So, you know, March 19th, we're going, you know, we're in the emergency room going to, uh, you know, going to see if my wife is really in labor and everything. And, they check her, they're checking her heart and all this kind of stuff. And while, you know, she falls asleep, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the news and I have to admit, like, I, this is, I'm ashamed of this, but I have to admit while I'm sitting there, like I was, I was excited. Like they, they make it theatrical and beautiful. And like, you remember the old Brian Williams thing where he's talking about how, how majestic and beautiful the, the, the rockets are and all this kind of stuff. And like basically talking about how beautiful it was that indoctrination that propaganda is so thick and so powerful and so effective. Um, Goebbels is probably dancing in his grave. Um, <laughs> thinking about this, about how, how effective propagandists have become because I was like, I was, I was happy. I was excited. My daughter is about to be born and I'm sitting there cheerleading this stuff while we're, murdering people and i didn't see it it didn't hit me until uh, years later when you know and i actually like the thing that was still holding me back when i was you know flirting with the idea of of caucusing and and campaigning for ron paul um was it was actually his foreign policy and it was one of their the ron paul it was like some guy from washington state who was like the delegate coordinator 
um, in, in Louisiana. And he basically broke it down and he just broke it down from an economics standpoint where he said, um, look, because my, my, I had put this little metaphor together in my head that I thought I was brilliant for putting together. I was like, look, we've been over there. We've already done all this stuff. We've been, you know, and we have, if we just leave, you know, the whole power vacuum thing. But I, my metaphor was like, we've set this elaborate table in this banquet hall on this tablecloth and the tablecloth is our, our presence there. And so if we just yank the tablecloth, like all the shit's going to go everywhere. So what we need to do is we need to take our time taking all the dishes off slowly and everything. And his point was, well, when we run out of money, <laughs> you know, we're going to, we're gonna just going to be able to, and actually now that I've come to understand things the way I do, I don't even think that was that good of an argument, mm-hmm. but it, it helped me to get to the point where I started to see the real, um, cause I, I think I always felt the, the, the immorality of war, but I didn't really like it was easy to get caught up in the bad guys blew up buildings. We must go get them, you know, go sure. get them, go get them. You know, America, fuck you. Yeah. You know, we're going to remember any of that. Day. Was there like old school campaigning like they did back in like whenever they did a World War Two, like, you know, black and white, like sign up for your army. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for right. Recruiting for, uh, I don't even think, yeah, yeah, I think, I don't think they had to. I actually like considered doing the Pat Tillman, you know, and signing up myself and going over there, um, in my thirties to, to, you know, like, I'm going to go do my part, you know, like uh, America. Woo! Yeah. yeah. And then I thank God, I, you know, I, I, I came to my senses and didn't do that, but, um, but no, it was, um, because now I've, now I've come to realize that like, we're not going to run out of money by going to war, war, people's money. war is how, yeah. Well, well what I'm saying is the, the, the U S dollar is backed by the military. Sure. By nothing else. And so war is not going to be the thing that bankrupts us. Mm-hmm. Like you said, war is what funds all this shit. Mm-hmm. And For so, sure. so, so actually it's the, where we need to start looking at this stuff is we've got to do a better job of appealing to the morality, the, the making the moral argument for this. Yep. That this is, and that's the, the, the best ad that I saw was that, that old Ron Paul one where he talked about, you know, what if there was a Chinese occupying force here mm-hmm. and they're in Texas and they're stopping people every time they go somewhere and they're blowing up schools and they're shooting people in, in, you know, in their houses from time to time. And I think, do, do you think maybe uh, some people in Texas might rise up against that? Right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. The thing, the thing that breaks it down and Nico kind of alluded to this earlier, as many people that have paid attention to our channel know, I had kind of a misspent youth and uh, I hang out, hung out a little bit with some little bitty baby uh, gangbangers when I was, when I was uh, younger. And one of them, his name was J-Rock, which obviously wasn't his real name, but uh, for safety's sake, we'll call him J-Rock. He, right. uh, he looked at me, we were talking about, cause I was in college at the time and he, uh, and he and I were friends and he, uh, I, we were talking about different things and he said, man, all this is, is gang warfare. And he was a, a gang banger. He was a member of the West side disciples. And he, he said, um, 
all the this is all gang related stuff. The, just, the, just because they're bigger, just because the government is bigger, how is that any different than Crips versus Bloods? He said, you know, in in the in a uh, in L.A., the the Crips and the Bloods started off trying to help their communities. That's how they started. And then they started having territories and then they needed to defend those territories and they wanted to defend their and monopolize mm -hmm. their, uh, their neighborhoods. That's not any different. And the same people who are in, in to my second point uh, that I wanted to make involving this since uh, the two of you have spoke, all of these movies, all of them. And, and I'm a huge fan of like game of Thrones as a perfect example. It glorifies war. I, I, you know, I love Game of Thrones, but you are you are absolutely cheering for your 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 team, whoever that is, whether it's Jon Snow or it's a Daenerys or whoever whoever mm -hmm. you like, the Lannisters or whoever. You're cheering for them as they go to war. It's the same shit. They set you up for it in everything that we do. the The propaganda is very thick. Mm -hmm. And what I would challenge people is to explain to me how it is different when a crip or a blood defends their neighborhood than when the United States defends their neighborhood by attacking somebody in Iraq or Afghanistan. Yeah. The organized criminals coined the term organized crime to def to describe non-government organized crime. It was like, right. <laughs> y'all are the biggest fucking organized crime ring in the fucking universe. I remember reading uh, a little um, manga, a Japanese um, comic, and it was a guy basically saying the government is a mafia. The police force is a mafia. Um and how they move their taxes and everything. And after that, I always like saw the government differently. I was like, holy shit. Like y'all do be running sneaky little operations like a mafia. And it's like, you guys have such a big extent to reaching into absolutely everybody's pocket and mm -hmm. everybody's nook and cranny of their crib. Like you can run at somebody's crib and be like, um, we'll repo in your house. Just like how the mafia went to the corner store and was like, we need this to launder our money. So it's like, it's no different from them repoing and doing things mm -hmm. such as, uh, you know, um, being the big daddy with the stick, beating niggas asses left and right. right. I do have to argue with you, though. Um, quit insulting the organized crime, Nico. They are definitely, definitely much more nice than the government. They are much more ethical than the government is. And, you know, a, an organized crime syndicate generally has some rules. They don't usually attack the family. They don't usually attack the kids. They don't do stuff like that. Well, yeah. hell, governments will target the kids. Yep. You know, <laughs> you know they, they, how many times are they going to bust? What's what was that? that? I was like, my bad for the disrespect for whoever. <laughs> right, uh, right, right, for sure. And Trano, we apologize. <laughs> the Capone family. <laughs> right, right. Nico but, apologizes. Right. But, but yeah, the government doesn't have that kind of ethics. You know, they, they, they aren't even concerned about destroying themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they developed a weapon, nuclear weapons that has the potential to kill all life on this planet. Not, right. not just your country's life, all mm -hmm. life, every mm -hmm. bit of it. And not if I stay in a bunker. 
<laughs> right. And then where are you going to move when the food runs out? <laughs> right. But, but you know, so. Hey, man, Swedish fish and uh, Twizzlers, man. That's, he said Twinkies. <laughs> Big old fat Nico. <laughs> oh, funny. No, but finish, finish your point, Nico. You're, you're, cause you, uh, you were on to a good one. That, that was uh, the, I, the oh, I'm interested for, to hear like how how did that progress for you as you went through um like you you had that little re- revelation like and then you started to see stuff what did you see along the way that that was like well, oh shit I mean, that's what they're talking besides about besides reading the uh comic it's just like you know going through like podcast and like watching and hearing like wait wait, 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 wait. allegedly I don't know if my brain is playing a trick on me from something but didn't the United States attack Japan first, or was that bullshit? Well, they didn't attack Japan, but they did do a trade embargo, and they surrounded them and weren't allowing them to trade, which is an act of oh, okay. war. So yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, back to that, that yeah, back to that, uh, that analogy Marcus was making. Like your neighbor, you know, gets all of his friends to come and stand around your house and not let you leave to go to the store, not let you leave to go to work, not let you come home if you do you know, if you were already out, you know what I mean? Like shit like that. They don't let supplies get to you. Like, you know, at some point, uh, you're going to feel like you need to <laughs> do something about it. But I mean, so much of this stuff though is uh decoy drapery, suspicious sky cloth, mm-hmm. a word that I will not say, or a combination <laughs> of words that I will not say, but it's just like those two things. Um, <laughs> if you know what I mean, it has two Fs. Those two words have Fs. Yes, that uh, it's it's a it's a very it's a very sticky situation. Even as you go back and read through the histories of of all this stuff, because even the shit that happened that that still seems like it was bullshit. Even that, like, okay, so we did an embargo, and that, but okay, but is that really what caused it? You know, like, and go back to like the Lusitania and shit like that. Like, okay, but. Is that what really happened, or what really kicked? Was off it was, was it one. purposeful? And you know what I mean. There's so so much of this stuff that we 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 get like part of the truth. Good. Yeah, no, I have that. That's exactly it. Oh, well, what's up, Marcus? I can. I I was just gonna comment on what Chad had to say. I do need to to kind of uh, give a shout out to James Corbett and uh, the Corbett Report. He has a excellent series on the the lies that were told for war. Go check out his channel. Type in war, you'll find it. What? Um. Wait. Does it? Can't I just bootleg it? I'm sorry. Is that illegal? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Uh, yeah, but but um, no. What really made me think of um questioning the government is when I uh really found out like a little bit more background on the uh the Library of Alexandria and how it got burned down and all the secrets have gotten stole away and stashed and then you know Black Panther uh doing uh the Michael B Jordan basically saying that these uh African uh, artifacts are still in like British museums, and I was like, "Hmm, you got a fucking point there." And so it's like, yeah, I would, uh, and it starts to get like my 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 wheels churning and thinking about like, what else do they continuously like take over, manipulate, and then give to you and say, "Yeah, this is um, mm-hmm. this is a nice hot bowl of oatmeal when it's really just ogre shit." Like, 
that's not <laughs> right. That's not what I asked for. Ogre shit. So, <laughs> so I really just like started to like just pick apart things that just mm-hmm. didn't make sense to me. So, um, for uh, this little uh, pick me up uh, thing that they poke in you, uh, it's like. Didn't we go through this shit with the Tuskegee people? And it's like they they yep. they do this shit where it's here like, have some syphilis. They're white. It. They're whitewashing Tuskegee now too. Mm-hmm. They're I making it. There's I, I read an article about it, and they were saying, well, you know, they didn't actually like give anybody syphilis. They just didn't treat people who had it. I'm like, that's bullshit. Six hundred people had syphilis. Just six hundred people just got syphilis all of a sudden in the same little community. I think the Mexican American, the Mexican American War. They came back with some shit. They gave them some some pick me ups. They went over there and they came back with some shit. And it's like. How are you going to blame that on the environment when you gave everybody something to cope with the environment? Get the fuck Or anthrax in blankets. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in the Black Hills. Mm-hmm. You know? The, 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 the thing that people need to get out of their mind is that government ever does anything positive. <laughs> if they're doing something positive for you, remember this, this truth. That government has nothing. And everything they have, they stole from someone else. And, and and so stop thinking that there are some benevolent person who's going to come in and rescue you. Do they? Sometime? Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. They fucked over six people to give you one thing. Right. Well, it's like I, I saw somebody somebody did the breakdown on. Uh, let me do the math real quick because this is this is kind of my my jam anyway. But let me do. Uh, all right. So let's do one. I have to turn my calculator sideways. One, nine. Okay, there's three zeros. That's 1.9 million. That's a billion. That's a trillion. All right, divided by 330 million okay, people. Yes, it is correct. So every they, they, they limited how many people get $1,400 in this stimulus bill. Okay, this oh, COVID yes. relief. The COVID relief package. It's limited to like a certain income bracket. Huh? Go ahead. I bet. No, I was yeah, yeah. just saying that my mic is better. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds right. Um, So so $1,400 to people within a certain income range, right? Okay. So so that's that's where they they limited how many people get $1,400 for their COVID relief after they spent a year, you know, locked in their houses and not being able to go to work and their business described as uh, non-essential and all this other kind of shit. People losing their their livelihoods and everything. $1,400 after all that time. The bill... It's $1.9 trillion, which when you work the math out is $5,758 per person in tax liability going forward to pay that back. Because that money, where the fuck is that money coming from? They're going to print it out of thin air. And then, and then the tax man cometh, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. so your little fourteen hundred dollars is only going to cost you six grand, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of shell game they pull up with war all the time. Mm-hmm. They they shift around, and and everyone. Yeah, one of the things that I found because I did give that shout out to James Corbett that I found on mm-hmm. his. Uh, and I don't remember exactly the name. It's like Decade of War or some shit like that, or the Century okay. of War, something like that. Anyway. It is things I did. I, you know, 
I get irritated uh, about war and government and all that kind of stuff, but there was a lot of shit in that program I didn't know anything about. I didn't know. There is not a conflict that has happened in, in this country that was not provoked. And this means all the way back to the Revolutionary War that was not lied about and provoked. Not one thing, nothing, not one thing, you know, and, and you can research it. And he does it from uh, World War One on. And every conflict is based on lies and is done for the profit of a few every time. And that's what government does. Go ahead, Nico. No, uh, it's sick to like keep sending boys and girls away to like their lives. And it's like, I want to shake every or knock on the door and see how many people down this block really know what war is for or like what we've like really went to war for. We, yeah. ugh. I am sorry. What? Hey, man. America. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sick. Like it just shows. Yeah. That Every time shows. you want to say we, you have to say those motherfuckers instead. Right. Right. <laughs> they, yeah. They it's and it's like the power scales are like really tipping now. We can start mm-hmm. to see where the the wealth and we've been known where the wealth like sits and resides. And right. so we we as the people all are all are sitting around like <laughs> man, this it's getting kind of shitty out here, boys. And like we're looking at at, at a forest, and we could build a whole bunch of shit. And we're like, damn, I guess we're gonna be fucked up this winter. <laughs> like, there's a lot of tools and access to resources. While you see some people down down the way, uh, down yonder with some smoke, and you know they got their cabins already set up. And it's like the 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 mental understanding of this is just. Uh, unnecessary it i don't see why uh people don't like click to how war uh fucks up families number one can we not forget that um it fucking up the fathers uh and i mean not everybody statistically but it sends people back here with ptsd mm-hmm. uh, people are all beat up and they're safe, they're insured, but really in actuality, if they were insured, they would never be homeless uh, veterans. Like, what fucking sense they make? Mm-hmm. They go to school. My brother is working on going to school. He just got out the army probably like two, three years ago. He, he, he's he been fucked up in the army, and then like, he got out of the army. And like, how they just mentally break you. It's very sad, disgusting, and just like, very unpatriarchal, art, whatever the fucking word is. Patriotic. Uh, it's unpatriotic of people not realizing that our patriotism isn't really what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, real quick, let me, uh, let me, let me give a, give a, a shout out to all of our patrons one more time. I want everybody who, cause we've had some people, some, some people join as we were going on and I want everybody to, to get the, the, the shout out that we gave at the beginning. That microphone that you see in the left corner of Nico's screen is thanks to our patrons. So we want to say a special shout out to all of our patrons. If you're not already a patron, go to patreon.com slash Aquarian Anarchy, right? Is that where? Uh, I believe anyway, so. the, link the, is in, the link's in the description. Yeah. So go 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 give us some love. Um, we got the, Much Nico's got the background now. We all, so we all got backgrounds. I got to get a, an Aquarian Anarchy background though. I got the Hooked Nation hat. I can, anyway. 
Also, like and share if you haven't already this episode. And if you're not already a subscriber, I don't know what's wrong with you, but subscribe as well. Um, also, show some love at, at uh, Libre TV and show the guys over there some love too. Um, great, great group over there. And conversations like these, we don't know how long these kind of conversations are going to be available on uh, platforms like YouTube. So Libre TV is critical in in providing that that place for free speech to actually remain free. And so I want to give a special shout out to them. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to say thank you to all the folks who are already our patrons. And I see some of them in the chat. We got Daryl, obviously. We got uh, we got Free Jeezy in the house. Um, and want to thank you guys for, I, I think that was, I don't, I don't know if there's anybody else. No, we got, we got eight folks live, but uh, I don't see everybody in the chat. Um, anyway, Halima Brody, y- y'all all know who you are. We appreciate all the patrons. Um, one day I'm going to get a whole list and we're going to go through and name everybody. Uh, maybe next week we'll do that. But uh, Remind me, what, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for doing that because that's huge. We, we appreciate the love and uh, and we are, we are definitely turning your dollars that you are uh, using to support the show into improving the quality of the show. We're, uh, we're, we got better sound quality. We've already got better image quality. You've seen how the show transformed in 2021 from 2020. So with that, let's continue to shit on the state and call war what it is, murder. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what I Right, for sure. What I'd like to kind of shift to doing, if you guys are good with it, because yeah. we've kind of dealt with why war is evil. Let's talk about, Nico touched on this. Let's talk about the effects that it has on this country on the people here. Yeah, no. Nah, um, uh, I, I couldn't call that, but I know plenty, plenty of stories of people saying, yeah, my uncle committed suicide from war mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. in, in TV shows after propaganda hits you it hits you in a different light. So like you'd see soldiers going through like their PTSD where they can't even enjoy fireworks and fireworks are supposed to be all about for you, for you, but not for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the independence day. And you know, you're, uh, they are somebody who has risked their life to continue on the independence that we so-called fight for. Mm-hmm. Um, can I say we on that? Is that allowed? <laughs> <laughs> everything's allowed, man. You're talking about, you're, yeah, you're talking about what we're told anyway. So yeah, yeah but, but I, you're, I, I, you're cool, dead on. Cool. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. And yeah, the families and the fathers. Yeah. It's just a lot of mental uh, tragedies that, uh, that take away and don't, they, they demonize us and don't make us human in certain aspects as well. I also, I agree. And, and definitely the PTSD and what it does to not only the soldiers, but the families of soldiers that are either deployed and aren't able to see their families or killed or, um, or, or those kinds of things. Both of those people, um, both of those uh, sets of people definitely uh, get the negative end and that's, that's real. And the PTSD is real and all of those kinds of things. But it also, one of the things I want to dispel when dealing with war is that um, people like to say that, you know, war um, creates wealth or war um, uh, creates uh, you know, the ability to do this and that, the other thing. 
That's bullshit. Or it makes us safe. That's one of their favorite ones. It makes us safe. So what you're saying is we are more safe with our best and brightest men dead and deployed all over the world. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like at, at the peak of like productivity and and like uh, procreation age. That's where we're, we're taking people. And so if you go back and look, like we're, we're hitting this uh, this baby boom. Um, the baby boomers are are starting to 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 get into the their their elder years. But you go back and look at where did the baby boom come from? It came right after World War Two, because there was this idea of like, I don't know if it's innate or if it if it was uh, propagandized. I wasn't around in the 40s and, right. and early 50s or whatever. But but it was like a this replacement fucking for all the people who had just been lost. Um, and that, if you think about what happens to a society, when you take some of the most productive people, some of the most innovative people and some of the most uh, procreative people, and you send them off to die and to kill. So even if they come back alive, they've already, they've been, they've been damaged by what they have seen themselves do and what they've seen around them. Um, I, it really, it really kind of, it's not surprising that we end up continuing to go in, in the direction that we, that we've been going in because again, it's not these, this isn't a, a war of, of defense of our homeland or anything like that, or, or a, you know, a, a, a position of defense of the homeland. This is going, going across Spending to, empire. yeah, exactly. Going, going across to other places where we don't belong. And uh, and making war, uh -huh. so. and yeah, and, and the thing is, the the negative repercussions of war go on and on and on and on, and uh, you know, even if you just think about something that Adam House brought to us last year, was mm -hmm. that all of these veterans coming back, a lot of the problems that we're facing in this country from the police force, and to be clear, I, I'm not anti-police, I'm anti-forced police, I'm anti-government mm -hmm. enforcement, and right. you know, if you need a security force for your community, that makes sense. But um, the problem is they're bringing these people that have been trained to kill. And he said this in the in in our episode. Uh, and for those that don't know, Adam House is a friend of ours. We interviewed mm -hmm. him last year. He's a, a veteran of the Afghan war and, um, and an activist. And he said, you know, you're taking people that have been trained to kill and bringing them back and putting them in a security force. That's not the same skill set, you know, and. So there, there are endless amounts mm -hmm. of negative consequences to war. And I want to attack a little bit of how this, uh, you know, they say that World War II brought us out of uh, the Depression. That's nonsense. We were already, you can no. look at the economics. Ridiculous. We were already, yeah, we were already coming out of it. And it, it is the broken window fallacy. Yeah. And you know, and for those that don't know what that is, that means that they say that if you you break a window, that it, you know you would need that that so that you have to get a window maker to replace right, the right. window. Right, yeah, right. They say when it, when it when it, it was uh, the Hazlitt described it where he said that you know they have the uh, this baker and that somebody throws a brick through the baker's window and people are like oh this is terrible and then someone comes with well no actually it's not terrible because now the window maker gets to make a window and um, the you know the 
person who does like the decal for the logo and everything on the on there gets to do that again and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, but what about the unseen man who the baker was going to buy a suit from next week, but now he can't buy a suit because instead he's having to replace a window. So all you've done is you've just it's it's basically the the concept of like you you destroy something so that then you have to replace it. Well, how how does that possibly make things progress? It can't. It keeps right. you if you kept doing the same thing. It's it's the the equivalent of the economic equivalent of digging a hole and then filling it back up again, and digging a hole and filling it back up again. And the people who think that the lab, the who believe in the uh, broken window fallacy are the same kind of people who seem anyway wearing two masks. To, no, to, no, 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 <laughs> no. But they, <laughs> they seem to be the kind of people who believe in the labor theory of value that. I put this much work into something that is what makes it valuable. And it's not what makes something valuable is whether or not somebody wants it. Yeah. You know, so sure. like I can True. dig a hole all day and then fill it back up all day. The next day I have done a ton of work. Now where's the value? There mm -hmm. is none. Right. Whereas sure. a YouTuber can unbox some toys and apparently <laughs> fucking you make a million dollars because it helps hey. to sell the toys hey. for the toy manufacturer. Anyway, we've got some distorted lens. shit going on in the okay. economy right now for my sure. But just making a bag. Okay. Because he thought of the idea before you granted but, uh, weird grown men unboxing toys, but that's, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but no, the subjective theory of value to me is, uh, is where home is. Um, sure. But, um, but anyway, but yeah, so that's the, the, the broken window fallacy is, is one of those that is, is a perfect allegory for what the, the fake, you know, the economics of war are, are used where it's like, Oh no, this is great because now people are working to make tanks and make bombs and all this stuff. Like, so they're not, they're not making food and furniture. <laughs> and like, what, are you fucking out of your mind? Jesus. Yeah. So, so, Marcus, have you? Uh, go ahead. I was going to ask: Have you uh, had any moments yourself, where you considered joining uh, the army or any sure. thing of the sorts? Yeah, um, I, I want to want first of all point out that when I was eighteen, I was a communist, and so we'll start there. So, of course, I loved the state back then. Um, but um, yeah, I um, was uh, seriously considering becoming a marine, and um, I was a signature away from being uh, uh, put into the nuclear program with the uh, Marine Corps because I had very very high ASVAB. Um, mm. uh, um, scores and they thought I would make a really good Marine to work for the, the nuclear something, something. They wanted um, you to blow some shit up. They did want me to blow <laughs> some shit up. And, uh, yes, so I, over I here like uh, goodwill hunting and, uh, <laughs> And luckily, my mother convinced me to give it a minute. Let me think mm. on it for a second. And um, and I decided that no, fucking was more important. So now I have a daughter. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad that didn't happen. Oh, man. <laughs> so, um, but, but yes, I seriously considered um, joining the military. You literally made love, not war. That's right, I did too. <laughs> and now her name is Brianna. Uh, that's right, that's right. Oh shit! Shout out to Brianna. Yeah. Uh, God. Uh, oh, so, so, so I want to bring this up because this is. I'm glad that this uh, 
so so David came in and asked this question. Has anyone re here read War as a Racket by Smedley Butler? And so with that, I will reshow this quote that we use at the beginning of the uh, of, of the show because why not? Let me pull the chat down. Um, anyway, so there it is. I spent 33 years and four months in active military service. And during that period, I spent most of my time a high-class muscle man for big business, Wall Street, and the bankers. That is directly from War as a Racket. So, but thank you for uh, for mm -hmm. offering us the opportunity to um, <laughs> to re. Uh, oh shoot! Hey, there we go. My bad. I, I chose the wrong. Uh, I, I just Back took up. the other one away. My bad. My bad. My bad. So yeah. So we have. Uh, we we I I have and Marcus has. I don't know if Nico has, but uh, Nico has a shit ton of books behind him. So Look, I have. We'll have to add no War as a Racket to the backlog. I know. You still got to be up at <laughs> 3 tomorrow morning? Three. I got to get up at 3.30. It wasn't 3, <sighs> but it's 3.30. Um, and <sighs> I was drained as all hell today. And I needed some um, some uh, recommendations. So, you know, it lasts like five minutes of the show. Y'all can hit me with some recommendations for great energies besides coffee beca and uh, caffeine. Like this shit because... <clears throat> My body and heart have been like nigga. <laughs> Stop. My understand. My understanding, yeah. not from experience. My understanding is cocaine is good for that. Don't, don't so stop. it's not so really bad for your health. Get but this you know, hemmed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. But, oh um, god, man. Yeah, just moringa. I don't know. I'm just, moringa is that? Uh, oh wait, yoga nidra powder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yoga ninja powder. <laughs> no, that's not what she like said. Nidra, nidra, nidra. Yeah, yoga nidra powder. Nidra. I, I, it's not ninja. That's not what she said. <laughs> uh, I like yoga ninja powder. That sounds awesome. That's what I'm gonna start calling cocaine. Tasha says, "Where did you get the?" <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, uh, shit. I remember playing. Y'all ever played Dope War? I had a Palm Pilot like way back when, and they, they had this thing game called Dope Wars. You, you got thirty days, and you got like four hundred dollars, and like you go to these different places. You you buy something in Coney Island, and then you'd go to like Manhattan, and mm -hmm. you sell it, and I, like, and it would tell you like, oh you know, weed prices are sky high. And so, and so you go sell your <laughs> weed there, you go sell right your on. weed there and then you'd buy, like you try, it was basically just trying to play the market where it was, mm -hmm. but then like the cops would come Hilarious. and you'd have to, you'd have to either choose to try to shoot at the cops or run or something like that. And so you, uh, and then they'd like, if they got you, they'd steal, it was, they'd take all your dope and half of your cash. I always wondered why they only took half of your cash. Yeah, like, that's not very that's realistic. The cash, right, and all the dope. They take everything. They take everything. And an ace and then, makes they, and then, they take, then they take pictures with it. Right. You're like, right. Oh, and then <laughs> I'm just waiting through. for the cops to take a picture with the big wad of money next to their ear. <laughs> right. Like they're all. The Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing is, I ash. <laughs> <laughs> like that, yeah. that meme of that kid who's walking around, he's holding the all. 
<laughs> all of it wrapped around his head. And shit. Right. So waiting for a cop to do that shit. That's so. Yeah, I had a buddy right. that that fucking uh, he got busted with a pound of weed, a pound, oh a pound of weed. So he makes it into court, and this is no bullshit. This is Green County, Indiana. This is the kind of shit I grew up in. Right. <laughs> fucking. He had a pound of weed. He goes to his lawyer comes to him and says, I understand you had a half ounce of marijuana. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> yes, I did. Guilty. <laughs> That's hilarious. So he didn't have to plead down to a half an ounce. Nope. <laughs> got it. You are correct. Okay. So so back to war. We've talked a lot about the problems um, mm -hmm. we did spend, and, and we could probably talk about this for days, but we, we've covered the effects overseas and we've covered the mm -hmm. effects here. I want to start, you know, because people are going to be like, well, but what would you do? What would you right, do that's right, right. different? I want to start offering solutions. That's what we're about. Yeah. Yep. What do you guys hey, see as a, a solution? solution. Let's Not go. Let's, let's hear it. Let's go. One segregation back to the good old days but oh, segregation of thought not by uh, color okay segregation by you know it's when you separate it's like growing apart from something it's not necessarily the idea you black you white two different fountains mm -hmm. and then like call it a day no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying as in if you have a certain ideology you can go live in the Wild West. You can go ahead, tote your guns over there and kick, pick, and plow and have all that. Or you could live in this peaceful area where it's still like the Wild West and everybody's got their guns, but you know, they're not at everybody's throats. Like, mm -hmm. so we're, I'm breaking it down to the idea of there's obviously limited to no state involved. Um, because when there's no state involved, why the fuck <laughs> is there going to be any war in your residence unless there is a group trying to come steal your Twinkies and they're like real mad because you got the last Twinkies and there's no more production. Mm -hmm. Then I, I understand their beef with you, but at the end of the day, there's not going to be a lot of things incentivized. Drugs would be not fought over, you know, uh, the, 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 the uh, war and oil, like, we could most definitely produce and do okay i'm creating too many solutions but the point being is that that if you were to segregate the thought and the mindset and how things could be living or could be going things would be able to be a lot more fluent in a certain area therefore you could pass on better knowledge or pass on better understanding to just discredit war altogether Sure. Mm -hmm. What you're talking about is localization. What you're talking yep. about is is taking it down to the, the each community and that community deciding for themselves. I agree with you. That is a very good solution. Chad, you're, you seeing, some of, you're seeing some of that stuff with uh, Texas and California, and and mm -hmm. you know, a few. Other, it's gonna it's gonna start to ripple um, where you see, and you're seeing some of it even with like this. You're seeing some of these states that are like starting to roll out this like repeal of these mandates and opening things back up and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, hey, look, we're going to do our thing. Y'all do your thing. There's a lot of that kind of talk already happening. And there's people, there, you still have your people who want to say, you know, no, you know, Biden needs to crack down and, you know, tell them what to do and, and all that stuff. But that's getting, it, I, I feel like there's there's enough of a, a ripe 
um, for the picking territory for for localization to be a potential solution. My my suggestion, like I, I think there's so many. You know, I talk, I use this, I beat this metaphor to death, but I think it's a good one. Um, you know, for all the different Power Rangers or the different pieces of Voltron or whatever you want to call it, or the different D and D characters fighting, you know, fighting a, a boss, um, the pushing, you know, through political means, th- pushing through, you know. And, and looking for something like what, what Nico is talking, that's all part of it. But a big part of it is we've got to do a, as good a job as we can of doing what we did tonight, having the conversation with people to where people can have the scales lifted from their eyes and start to see war for what it really is. I, I know that we talk a lot about like not just bitching about stuff and, and actually providing solutions, but the reality of the matter is, I, me, and the, the the three of us, hell, everybody uh, watching this podcast, you know, right now, live, combined with us, we cannot stop the military-industrial complex on our own. Um, but what we can do is we can continue to talk to people. And the, big, the best way that we can do it, just like anything else, is we have to do it, yes, fuck the state, yes, it's war is murder, but we also need to find a way to once we get that trigger <laughs> where, we, where, where we say war is murder and people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? War is murder. My son's a, you know, in the army or whatever, you know, we have to reach them with compassion and try to try to try to help people to see it through the lens that, that we see it from, but do that by allowing them to keep their lens on until they're ready to remove it. Because sure. just like a, a, an addiction or anything else, this propaganda, like we, we, we saw Nico was, uh, you know, and I, I do it too sometimes still, even though it's been five years since I've known to stop using we when we're talking about going to war. I still do it I sometimes. I do that with sports teams. And it's actually <laughs> really funny that, we, uh, that as a people, it's like the competitiveness. They grabbed our competitive spirit. Yes. And they- Entangled mm-hmm. it into what war mm-hmm. is. Well, Tribalism. Look at, look at the NFL. The NFL gets is sponsored by the U.S. military to do all that mm-hmm. military shit mm-hmm. before games yeah, and everything. That's the, why the that's why the Kaepernick thing blew up and in in and ma- became the thing that it was is because you had that that arm of things that was twisting the arms of the owners versus the the public outcry against the police brutality stuff that was um those those things were at odds and they were like fuck what do we do like these are two of our control mechanisms how do we reconcile this and make it to where uh they shut up about the you know and go through all the the military rituals before the games but also we can t- and so they they did a pretty good job they you know got black lives matter on the basketball court and they did all the different things for uh on uh for, for the NBA and they did all their stuff with the, the NFL now where the NFL has their little token, um, you know, lip service to, to those issues. But back to the thing about uh, what, what the point I was getting to about um, that lens and that, and how like that, that word we is so ingrained in us. We have to think like the people who we're talking to about this stuff, who still believe in war, who still get patriotic, who, who, who listen to the things that they see on TV, who, who watch CNN and Fox news. And, and they think they're getting the truth because they, they watch both. Oh, I'll watch both. I'll, I'll go back and forth between the two of them so I can get balanced. Like in there you're getting, you're getting 
a balanced dish of the same ogre shit exactly 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 so you're getting that and you're being you're, you think you're getting it from two different sources so you must be getting the the truth because you can try to pick out the truth from those two the, they're both lying to you though and so we've got to try to help people to see that in a caring compassionate way so that they don't turn us off and turn that volume up on CNN and Fox News because that's sure. a, a lot of times what people tend to do is when they when they when cognitive dissonance hits them and there's not like love and caring behind it they their their defense mechanism is to to do that fight or flight mm-hmm. and most of the time rather than engage you they might argue with you a good bit but eventually you're probably going to lose that person and they're going to ignore you and they're just going to go turn their propaganda up because it makes them feel safe Sure. And I think that safety is where I kind of want to go with my solution. Chad, I agree with everything you said too. I think we're, I think both you and Nico have been spot on, but one of the solutions that I want to kind of offer is um, an understanding of history. Um, And that is one of the arguments that people like to make was, you know, if it were not for our big old powerful military, China or Russia or whoever the boogeyman for the day is going to be, is going to come in, they're going to kick us all to shit and they're going to beat us up. I want to point them to a particular war that they've never heard of. And if anybody has paid attention to this uh, podcast for a while, you've probably heard me talk about it because it's one of my favorite stories. Mm -hmm. And that is Red Cloud and the Sioux Nation. What most people don't understand is at the time, uh, just after um, the Civil War, there was an uprising in uh, the West. And when I say the West, the Sioux controlled one-fifth of what is currently the continental United States. So this was not some little tiny, you know, backwood somewhere. This was a shit ton of people. And a bunch of tribes, largely Sioux, some Cheyenne, and various other kinds, but a bunch of different bands. What they managed to do against, at that time, one of the most powerful, we had not raised ourselves to the most powerful, but one of the most powerful nations in the world, they defeated, defeated the United States military unconditionally surrendered to Red Cloud after a two-year war. And it was a war because Mm -hmm. the United States government was seeking his land and he beat the living shit out of them Mm -hmm. with sticks, bows and arrows, and spears. And how they did it was because when you when you don't can't be seen when you are hidden when you blend when you are a militia mm-hmm. that militia is very difficult to win against mm-hmm. the united states what became the united states the revolutionaries and the revolutionary war won in that that vein as well right. but the best um evidence that it can be done is it was red cloud um, mm-hmm. in the Sioux. So what, what makes me certain that we can defeat war and what makes me certain that a free people with a militia defense can defeat them? It was what Red Cloud de- did. Mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, but I don't have sticks and bows and arrows. I got guns. <laughs> I got things that go boom mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to fight. And yeah. so 
if if China decides to get jiggy, one, and, and Adam has pointed this out on more times than I can count, but do you really think that if the United right. States people said, fuck this government, that right. China's just going to waltz right in? Here we no, go. That's, yeah, no, that's the, that, and that was one of the most beautiful and succinct, the way that he put it in, in freedom is, you know, the, the best national defense is a well-armed population that refuses to be governed by anyone. Absolutely. And that's what we are creating. You know, Derek Bros. Um, talked about, is it time for a anarchist army? Mm. And my answer to that is, no, we already have one. Yeah. It, let them fear us. Let them be afraid. Let them know that mm -hmm. there are anarchs all over this world. Every corner of every nation has us. And we're armed and we love freedom, and we believe in ethics, and we're going to defend our families. So once again, the solution is a well-armed militia, mm. and we got it. We already yeah. have it. And and if you're not part of it, become part of it as soon as you can. Patreon. Uh, <laughs> the that you can start start to. Uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. So so yeah, that Patreon.com. You know, we're getting some gems in there. You know, there's some there's some great. You know, join the Telegram chat. We got some good stuff going on in there. Um, you know, 3D print your way there, or you know, if it, if you can still do it in your state and in your locality, go get you what you need. Um, I'm not going to say the words because uh, we do want to keep this. There's, it's just weird how they, they they randomly take people down for shit. I, I want to freely speak my mind and everything, but I also want to be able to continue to speak right. to you. That's so I will question. speak my mind in code so that you I can still speak to you. Yes, Nico? Being in code, we don't we can't physically say it, right? I mean, we I don't know. I just I just try to be be careful just in case. Because so. like I almost definitely like write some stuff on a like dry erase board <laughs> and hold it know. up. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll get caught by the that. algorithm. Yeah. Or right. we were, you know what? Here, I'm I'm a I'm a create a false <laughs> promise and create like uh um what is it? A Morris code for our telegram troop. We're <laughs> oh, <laughs> gonna have a cipher. We're gonna have a cipher. We have to go get a, a Chinese food menu and everything. And by the way, speaking of which, I started watching started watching Mr. Robot and like I really like I dug the show to start and then like and then they went the whole like statist route when they describe I don't know if y'all saw it or not but they they basically they basically uh, Mr. Robot it was on USA um with uh Remy Malik um it's pretty good it's 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 a solid show it's I mean it's good it's a good show to watch but uh but no they went through this whole like they got to the point where they did like basically Silk Road they 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 had a a site that was like Silk Road, free raw, and and the whole thing, yeah, the whole thing is nothing but like, um, uh, you know, imprisoned uh, Vietnamese prost or Thai prostitutes or something like that, or like hit jobs, or you know, it's all this like, and I'm like, bro, that's like, they took Silk Road down because Bitcoin was being used for all kinds of things that were not taxable or trackable. And yes, you had a sprinkling of some of that stuff in, but that's not the exclusive purpose of Silk Road. And then on top of that, what the fuck do you think they they pay for that shit with now? USD. Yeah. You're not fucking right. ban USD and the Fed. 
the fuck out of here. That's all right. they did. The Fed eliminated their competition. That's, mm -hmm. that's all that was. It but was anyway, a monopoly. They yes. defended it. Yeah. So, um, so, but all right. So, since we're, I don't know. I think we've kind of like we've, we've done the done the, the war thing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, folks. Before we started this show, I brought an idea up to to uh, to Nico and Marcus, and so we're going to do it now. We are going to ask for your feedback real quick on a couple of ideas that I have new concepts for, for the show, for little segments that we're going to try to do on the show. Yeah. We're trying to, trying to, trying to spice it up a little bit. Um, and also we may be asking you guys for some of your suggestions. So the first suggestion that I had was that when we have a guest who is not a, either avowed anarchist or libertarian or, you know, already kind of in our camp, what we are going to do is we are going to have a little section that we are going to call the Aquarian Anarchy Indoctrination. Um, what do we call it? What, Aquarian Anarchy Indoctrination Chamber? Yeah, that's it. Yes. Um, so where we're going to take them into the indoctrination chamber, and we're going to basically uh, try to red pill them or yellow pill them or whatever you want to call this pill. Um, and we're going to be we're going to have fun with it. It's going to be funny. So I want to hear what you, what you guys think about that. So drop a one, or you know, if you if you're in favor of that. Drop a two if you think it's not a good idea. The other idea that we had was to just kind of do like a little rapid fire, you know, like get to know um, on a more human level, like not necessarily about the topic that the show is about for that particular episode, just to kind of lighten things up a little bit. So we were also thinking about possibly doing that. So for that one, we will say a three if you like that idea, a four if you don't like that idea. I don't see any numbers in the chat, but... Um, What's that? So going back to the red pill, yellow yeah, pill, yeah. whatever pill. Um, just the heads up. Uh, it's, um, it's grounded up mushrooms. You're going on a psychedelic trip. It's a multicolored pill. Right. It's a multicolored pill and the, 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 the colors are moving. <laughs> and and merging, <laughs> right. merging with each other and everything. Sure. And dancing elephants. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I got some new weed. It's damn near that good. Woo, good stuff. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, take care of this business, man. Uh, sketch oh. therapy says call it a neuro linguistic deprogramming session. I like it. <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> but and and I want I want uh, to kind of speak to the audience now. I want you guys, even the ones that 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 are not in our Patreon group, mm -hmm. but catch us pretty frequently. Um, yeah. I I really do want to thank you, and I do appreciate your your contribution and i would like to hear more of it bring it mm -hmm. give us ideas think what yeah. what you would like to see us do who you would like us to yeah talk guests to. if you got some ideas for guests i mean we've got i've got some ideas there's there's a there's a whole roster of folks um in the uh in the hotep or hotep adjacent community that i that i'm i'm planning on uh on asking to to come on i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say names right now because i i, I want to give them the, the courtesy of asking them mm -hmm. privately before I reveal that. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're gonna, we've got a, a really cool 2020. I hope, I hope y'all have enjoyed 2021 so far, but we're, we're trying to, uh, I've been loving it. I've been, trying been to loving it. Up. It's been great. Nick, Nico's been great. banner looking crisp in the background. Yeah. 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 I appreciate it. And, and there's still room for this fucking library. Oh um, man. I actually uh, flipped up my bedroom because it's like, 
this is a laptop, and when I get the camera, I'm gonna have to move over to my computer. And like, oh, okay. Banner is like right here, so I'm gonna have to reorganize my room and like. Uh, that's, you don't want to do that. <laughs> that's a dead mission right there, Chief. <laughs> but I will, I will figure something out. Or uh, by that time, I'll move the fuck out of here. But, um, either or, I yeah, I, I most definitely plan to be um, taken care of and being taken care of. Yeah, but yes. much appreciated to all the guests. The mic is uh, sounding hot. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, sure. no. This is I just really and this is for future um reference or in advance. I am so sorry. I am so so sorry. I am so sorry for my uh dad blasting his fucking music in the background. We don't hear it. No, 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 not now. This is for future oh, reference. For future right. reference. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, if yeah. You guys just see me like doing this, it's his fault. I'm I'm just trying to warn <laughs> yeah, you guys now. I, right? I have to tell everybody though, like we got a taste of it before the show, mm-hmm. before Nico told him to turn it down. And I'm not gonna lie, like it would be a pretty taste. fucking dope con- uh, uh, soundtrack for the show. Like for I did sure. not well, mind like, it. There was, background music, there was, but we had, we had the steel drum rolling. I mean, it was it was it was beautiful. It was a Good beautiful stuff. thing. I felt I felt like I was I felt like I was outside at like an outdoor oh, concert, and I was just sipping on. Yeah, I was in the I was in the Caribbean, uh, you know, outside at a at a at a live concert, and I just wanted to sip something with a fucking umbrella in it. Hey, can I talk my shit real quick? Something. I, just Go ahead, man. I just called it the Caribbeans, and the white people really got us fucked up calling it the Caribbeans when it's like the Caribbean. Like, yeah. they, <laughs> I, so they, my wife, my wife is Cuban, so I say Caribbean. And like, yeah. they, they made the pirates white, and I'm like, <laughs> do we not see this? Like, right, I, right, I, right. I caught on to it like when I got older, but the concept was dope. You know, Jack Sparrow was that nigga, but um. <laughs> Yeah. But he wasn't. Except that he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They made him dirty. They made him dirty. Not black. They made him dirty. So it's like. Right? With like black fingernails and shit. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. feel me? They made him a drunk alcoholic. And it's like, it's like black people don't. You know, I'm going to let y'all have this one. So like, I'm going to, mm. I'm going to try and do like a, a live action pirate movie. But we're not taking over boats and saying, I am the captain now. Like, no, we're not doing that shit. We want some real motherfucking boats, like, turning with the motherfucking seaboard and shit like that. Y'all they stole... Money. They stole the Pirates of the Caribbean from y'all and gave y'all the Pirates of Somalia. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, man. So... Well, Mm-mm. well, guys, this I, I think that we might be at a point where we're about to wrap up. This has yeah. been fun. We got all ones, by the way. So <laughs> the Aquarian Anarchy Indoctrination Chamber is coming. Get ready. <laughs> How about it? I like yes. it. So, uh, so just to give a little bit of my ideas with um, one, I, I really do think I, cause I don't give a shit to shout somebody out. I really do think I'm going to pull the the trigger on Walter Block soon. And I'm going to see if I can get him to come on. Cause that dude, man, <laughs> I might see if I can get him to drive over. It's only an hour away. Shit, that'd be <laughs> he's in great. New Orleans. He's in New Orleans. Uh, although I'll have to tell my wife, like, Hey, you cool. If this old man comes up in our bedroom and sits down at this table with me. <laughs> does this podcast right? Uh, I'd have to. I'd also, I would also have to move. I'd also have to move this this whole setup back. Um, eh, I don't have very much house. room. But no, he can do it from his house. I was just yeah. It was just funny because he's close. You what? 
if you if you guys ever get a chance to read oh, some yeah, no. rock, ooh, this dude oh, impressing the shit out of me mm-hmm. go ahead nico you're saying i was gonna say i would love to do something planned in 2021 where we have like a meeting and all three of us are in the same room Absolutely. and we do a podcast that but you know that's, no no that's, fucking doubt it's it's happening it is gonna happen Got got two cars that function now. My <laughs> second car, my second car that was uh, that was the old car, um, was in the shop and getting uh, get it back tomorrow. So I have two functioning cars. One is a Nissan that has fantastic uh, uh, gas mileage. So you know, <laughs> wait, 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 another thing. If anybody has a good lawyer in the chat, I might need you soon because I might have to uh, come for some throats uh, and I can't, I won't say it now, but after things fill out better. In Chicago or, or anywhere? Cause I got, I, got, oh, no. I have a, a few good lawyer friends, libertarian lawyer friends here in, in I mean, as, long as, he, as long as I can talk to them about certain things and uh, it, benefits me and the people that I'm talking about it, you know, <laughs> and, you know, because things I'll tell you after the chat, because I don't want my shit recorded, but at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But thank you, everybody. What were you saying, Marcus? I'm so sorry for, I don't, I don't, I was just saying when we're going to be able to get together soon, I think that that's a real possibility. And I think that, um, that it would be, <laughs> But but I really like the thought at some point of getting um, not only us together, but our anarchs together, because really starting to enjoy uh, some of the people we're getting close to. I think our community is growing and I think that um, we're still small. I'm okay with that. You Mm -hmm. know, we'll be as big as we're going to be. And I really enjoy Shout out to the A1 from day ones, though. That's right. We love y'all. We love y'all. For sure. Um, All right. So I ain't uh, got no baby mama drama. No, 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 no. Don't put that on my name. Don't you do that. Stop that right now. So Sketch Therapy says uh, Benny Willis. Um, I don't know Benny Willis. I'm going to have to check check him out. Um, says he's comedy-focused centrist more than uh, – anyway. All right. So And then he says, also says James Evan Pilato. I don't know that one either. I know James. I know Evan Pilato. He is uh, the co-host of uh, I can't remember the name of the um, the show, but he does it with James Corbett. Um, oh, okay. Shit. All right. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's and, big, and, yeah, I would love to have him. Yeah, that would be great. Um, I reached out to James for Adam, and he won't answer. Hmm. That may be an Adam thing. Yeah. But, okay. But yeah. All right, and then uh, Harry Vox, uh, but, but, and then that's when the baby mama drama stuff comes in, and. Uh, Come on now. Who said that? That was uh, that was free Jeezy. Come on now. Don't do that to don't do that, my man Nico. <laughs> Give him shit in the anarch chat, Nico. Bring Nico. the air fryers. <laughs> Bring the oh, yeah. air fryers that Tasha said. She's <laughs> throwing some Jean Cour shit on us. All right, I got you. Oh shoot. Uh da, 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 da. I think that's it. Oh J- yeah, James Corbett is is definitely fantastic, but that would be that yeah. would be I'm going to I'm gonna watch him. Corbett report. See what that do. See if that propaganda is heavy, dude. That dude. I'm telling yeah, you. I mean, I watch. I watch a couple of episodes and like part and some pieces. And my brother was like, "Yeah," but I thought he was just like another old bullshit. Like, and like, what blows my mind is like he goes in on this shit, and people are like, "Oh, that was old America," or you know, that was like five minutes ago. Like, right. 
Yeah, his, his special on the Fed is fantastic. His yeah, yeah James Corbett's definitely. Uh, if I can get him to come on here, man, we may never get off. I'm just telling you. Eh, pause. But I was about to say, man, if you weren't going to say it, I was. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man. But I show boys, you know, you know what we gotta do is uh <coughs> two shares, two to shares spread. to speed the spread. That is right. Come on now. And uh if you haven't already uh, hit the like button, we got uh we, you got you got a little bit of time. We're we're, we're about to we're about to head out here. Nico's gotta go to bed so he can get up for work in the morning. Um, yeah. but no, uh, we really appreciate everybody. Uh, go to the Patreon uh, our Patreon and, and become a patron. You can join the, uh, the telegram chat. We need to, uh, again, I need to remind you, we need to reping everybody who's already subscribed at the telegram level to make sure. sure that everybody's in there who wants to be in there. Um, cause I don't okay. think we have everybody yet, but, um, come in there. We got some, we have some very, very, uh, Interesting conversations in there. Some very uh, useful information being shared um, by uh, by both uh, Tim and Halima and Daryl. And uh, every now and then, me, Nico, and Marcus have some useful stuff to share too. But uh, no, we we really appreciate you guys, and we 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 ask you to come and 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 continue to 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 join us for this. And also, if you if you can go to the Patreon and join us there as well. Um, but be sure to like and share this fucking episode i know you're already a subscriber most likely but if you're not and somebody shared this with you become a subscriber hit the bell icon so you can get the notifications when this shit comes out again and we will uh we will talk it we're going to do the same thing next week we're, it's just going to be the three of us we're going to just be flapping our gums about uh i don't know what we're going to talk about next week yet um, you know there's going to be some bullshit we're going we're going yeah we're going to just yeah we're, we're probably be talking about current events uh, whatever fucking bullshit it's the fans Exactly. Exactly. They might um, actually have pigs fly. You feel me? We might talk and about they, might be talking about this stimmy. I might dig into it a little bit. Um, this this big bill that two trillion dollars of bullshit, huh? However many I think Stahl said that it was like eight hundred fucking pages. Okay, then I may not be digging into it because I said I was going to <laughs> last year. I said I was going to dig into the the one that Trump did, and I got about eighteen pages into that shit, and I was like. Bro, I got I got shit to do. Like I don't have time for all this shit. And that's the, that's the thing. The that's the jokes, right? The rhetoric on it too is like oh, unnecessarily. Yeah. Like, why do you put this to that? Like, you know, you can just make this word a lot easier by just simplifying it. But instead, we have to add the certain kind of uh, literature to make sure that you can't comprehend what we're saying. Yes, mm -hmm. I get you. We're, yeah. we're stupid, but you don't have to. Well, like the HR one twenty seven. They did the same thing. There's stuff in there where there's like, they'll just refer to some other shit and you have to go look up that shit to like, in addition to having to like have Amaze. like Black's Law Dictionary with you while you're reading it, then you have to go to refer to some other documents so that you can figure out what they're referring to. And then you figure out like, oh no, they really are saying that if you have a psycho ex-wife or psycho ex-husband, they can tell people that you're too psycho to own a weapon. <laughs> Yep, and they'll just be like, "Ah, says right here that you're a psycho, you can't own a weapon," and that shit's in that fucking bill, and it it hasn't officially been pushed forward and everything, but it is, it is on the docket. It is, uh, yeah, it is written, and it has no co-sponsors yet, as far as I know. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's that's the shit they do. They, it has they, Jackson Lee's hat. 
Yes, they use they use a lot of uh, they use a lot of legalese <laughs> and a lot of uh, a lot of I don't know backlinks to other shit, to old shit, and everything to where you have to be a lawyer or you have to know this shit, you know, backward and forward to really understand it. Um, unless you want to spend you know ten hours digging through it to get to the nitty gritty of it. But uh, I don't know. Do y'all got anything else? I don't. I don't have anything else. I, no, I would just like to say thank you, my people, because yeah, I can rock out with my mic. Um, <laughs> and actually, this will be a uh, segue into a lot more things I'm going to actually talk to the boys about. But hey. this will most definitely spring, whatever the word is. It will help me get to places further. And thanks to you all and my people who wait. Fuck, is that way? And that way. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that mirror, that mirrored camera fucks you up, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it sure the fuck does. Uh, it helps out. And then, if anything, please hit us at the end of the show. Uh, hit us with things you want us to talk about next week, or if mm-hmm. that, um, join our chat. We'd love to talk to you guys. Uh, it'd give me a reason to get on my phone a little bit more often. I hate this bitch, but uh. <laughs> At the end of the day, please, please uh, like, share, subscribe, and uh, two shares to see it spread the spread. Um, and yeah, I give it to my people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nico. <laughs> lay off of it, man. Chill. Love you, brother. <laughs> what do you mean, lay off? Of it? I need more sleep and less caffeine. I drink oh, like All right. more weed. If you guys. <laughs> you guys are the devil. Oh uh, shit! The All right, man. Us- <laughs> Tell us what to do, Marcus. Love Stay- everybody. Y'all be excellent to each other. Yep. Stay free. Peace. <laughs>